You know what? We got a late night joke off on, I think, an obvious target of humor. Macron visiting the White House for a state dinner. We. And we've got uh, three of your late night comics took a swing at it. I will rank them. Give them letter grades, and the bottom grade getter will be banned for life from comedy. (laughs) When President Emmanuel Macron greeted President Trump, he kissed Trump on both cheeks. Did you know that? Yeah, kissed him on both cheeks. Yeah. Then, out of habit, Michael Cohen showed up and handed Macron (laughs) $130,000. Tonight, President Trump hosted a big state dinner for French President Emmanuel Macron at the White House. It was an awkward moment when Trump said, I'll have the President Trump. And the waiter said, sir, that's not the menu, that's your name card. And he goes, I'll have the macaroon. That's, that's his name card. Before taking questions from reporters today, President Trump brushed dandruff off of French President Emmanuel Macron's shoulder and said, we have to make him perfect. And then Macron returned the favor by putting a bag over Trump's head. There you go. Started so promising. Well, wow. So Conan with an A plus that getting was, guffaws around oh, yeah. the room. That was funny. That was funny. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's the Which highest is, score ever. That's, yeah, that's, that that's what I look for out of a joke. Um, <laughs> Fallon and Myers tying with C minuses. I might have to go back and regrade Myers and give him a D. Banned for life. Banned. CBS this morning taking a look at uh, Melania Trump's fashion. And a variety of things. The woman can wear clothes. Now, I realize I realize she's a professional model. Right. It's like saying Kevin Durant can shoot a basketball. I'm not so sure about that spy versus spy outfit she was rocking yesterday. <laughs> With the hat. Uh, yeah. Yeah. What are they calling that? Something diplomacy? Fashion diplomacy. Yeah. I don't know. You want some more uh, ludicrous headlines? You How know, about this? The, the sort of people that think the first lady needs to be something have criticized her for not seeming like she likes the role, and this is the first time she's been engaged because it's about planning a dinner and wearing clothes. Right. How can you blame somebody who married a billionaire who's a model who just wants to raise a kid for not really being interested in, you know, having a chief of staff and taking on the world's issues and all that sort of crap? A lot of people don't want to do that. I don't want to do that. Headline from the WAPO. The first state dinner can set a tone for a presidency. How will Trump's soiree fare? See, that is crap. The The premise is crap. The state dinner menu, seasonal and modern, with no Trump wines in sight. That is <laughs> That's meaningless. Kind of That's meaningless. Doesn't matter. Unless you poisoned the person visiting you and they die, <laughs> nothing else is going to make any difference what they ate. I think you're a little ignorant on this. It actually sets the tone for the presidency. <laughs> Dinner table for, events. That's right, Mitt. The menu for Tuesday is decidedly seasonal, featuring young lettuces as part of the first course. Young lettuces. <laughs> young lettuces. How many lettuces? <laughs> and spring lamb for the entree, as we discussed yesterday. Autumn lamb tastes like gasoline. Please spit it out. It's contemporary, with buttermilk biscuits crumbling, adding punctuation to a salad featuring a goat cheese gateau and a burnt onion sobeez. I have no idea how to say that. Excuse me, sir. These onions are burnt. (laughs) Is Macron's wife going to take her teeth out to eat, or how's she going to do it? (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Wow. That is ageism and sexism. It's pretty awful. And probably racism. Yeah. The rack of lamb. What's the rack of lamb? (laughs) 
The rack of lamb is to be served with jambalaya, an iconic Louisiana dish influenced in part by the French. Oh, wow. Jambon Boy, they put a... is French for ham, Jack. Jeez. Jambon. Do you have to comment on how much, I mean, if you're at the meal, comment on how much over-the-top thought has been put into this? All right, Louisiana, the French, French, Louisiana purchased the French. Okay, yeah, right. I, I, this is Louisiana. Okay, and you're French, and we're American. So, okay. <laughs> <laughs> In a lovely nod to the American South, the side dish will showcase Carolina gold. All right, what is Carolina Gold? Everybody? Anybody? Huh? Sounds like pot to me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, it's a long-grained rice prized for its superior flavor and yellow hue in the fields. Mm. Mm. Uh, did POTUS, who has called the White House the greatest restaurant, sign off on the meal? No doubt. But the stylish fingers of First Lady Melania Trump seem to be all over the menu. Tomato jam will lend color and sass to the aforementioned goat cheese ghetto, for instance. Oh, I like a little sass. In the fa- finale, tomato jam. A finale, a nectarine tart comes with ice cream flavored with crème fraîche. <laughs> Fresh cream. Wow, that's there's even more grub to be discussed. Uh, greens and herbs, et cetera, et cetera. All right, that's you're enough. quite the little nectarine tart, aren't you? <laughs> oh, oh, oh my! Oh, I say. <laughs> Oh, goodness. Oh, hey, uh, a nice uh, moment for the Armstrong and Getty show here. And one, hey, uh, one, yes? one more thing on that. I, okay. I think it's interesting that we we hang on to the trappings of royalty and kings and queens with two countries that had revolutions to overthrow that sort of Bloody thing. Bloody revolutions. Yeah. yeah. It's just weird. Yeah, it is kind of weird. People want a king. That's why the Constitution mm. was uh, written the way it was, to not let you have one. Um, so, uh, let's see, this is, uh, alert listener, wait a minute, CD alerted us to, uh, Bobby, uh, Bobby, uh, or Bob, longtime fag Bob, friend of Armstrong and Getty, wrote an article based on our interview with Christina Sandifer about occupational licensing gone wild. And he did a really nice job. It's really it's it's well summarized and the rest of it and gives credit where it's due. I'm gonna blog about his article about our interview about Christina Sandifer's work. Well he which I will highlight on my vlog, but he wrote this article and had it posted to the uh, uh read by many hundreds of thousands of people. Cool. Zerohedge.com. Awesome. Yeah. So uh nice job, sir. Finally uh, we're getting a little attention. Glad we could inspire you. Some shows would consider that plagiarism. <laughs> Some shows would have time to worry about that stuff. We don't. We don't care. Yeah, what are you gonna do? yeah go ahead. Um, so, uh, okay, back to uh, government and politics and the rest of it. This has not gotten much attention, I don't think. Bernie Sanders, you remember him? I do. He might have been the nominee. $27! How, how could you forget? I, I, he actually wants to pay everybody $15 an hour for a guaranteed federal job. The, wow. The um will be lost to history part of the 2016 election. What part of that is that? Is Hillary stealing it from Bernie. That part 
will be lost to history. It's already lost. I think she would have been nominated anyway, honestly. It would have been a hell of a lot closer. It would have been interesting as all get was, out the had, fight. Oh, yeah, it would have been a great fight. It would have been a hell of a lot closer if she didn't get the debate questions ahead of time and and had any any opportunity without the, the, the behind-the-scenes superdelegate stuff and everything that was going on. Yeah. It would have been a lot closer, and he quite possibly would have won, and, and nobody will ever remember that that, yeah, that, the that, that, that that crime was committed before you ever even get to Trump and Hillary and Russia and all that stuff. The momentum and kind of the phenomenon of Bernie Sanders very much mirrored what I feel Trump had on on the other side of the political aisle. Hillary didn't have any sort of that excitement well, on anything that she did. And I must point out, if it had been a standard uh, primary battle in which Bernie could really go after Hillary until he was eliminated, you know, in the usual way, she'd have had the hell beat out of her. Yeah. yeah. And she would have gone into the uh, election not only as a reprehensibly unlikable character as she did, but one who'd been further battered by her own uh, her own side. Trump might have won by 15 points. I don't know. It's hard to say. No, you, you don't know. know. You don't no, know. you don't. But don't. Uh, Bernie got screwed. There's no doubt about it. So Bernie wants to go all Civilian Conservation Corps on us. He, he wants to go uh, New Deal. He wants to go FDR on us. So everybody's guaranteed a f- well, he's announced a plan for the federal government to guarantee a job paying $15 an hour and health care benefits to every American worker who wants or and needs one. And health care. Yes. Well, that's the big part. Yeah. That's bigger than the $15 an hour. His uh, New Deal style gigs, guaranteed gigs, would guarantee hundreds of, uh, would fund rather, hundreds of projects throughout the United States aimed at addressing priorities such as infrastructure, caregiving, the environment, education, and other goals. Ah, yes. A... Uh, a, a child care worker for your child who is guaranteed their job, no matter how screwed up they are or what have you. That's a great idea. Well, even if you uh, liked the economics of it, and I don't, but even if you like the economics of it, remember Barack Obama famously saying those shovel-ready dro- jobs were not quite as shovel-ready as I thought they'd be. Right. You know, the idea that there's all these jobs ready to go is more difficult than it sounds. You know, I've, I'd like to get more deeply into this because I'm a little wonky on this topic, but I don't want to bore everybody. But this is such a great example. I'm looking at the Washington Post's wonk blog on this. This is such a beautiful example of things that sound good, but in implementation would be nightmarish. Yes, yes, yes. That's right, Hillary. And um, monumentally expensive, Mind-bogglingly inefficient, prone to abuse, cronyism, etc., etc. Uh, at the time that we're discussing this, Finland ditched its basic income experiments. Remember, oh, really? we've, we've talked about that a number of times. Maybe we'll hit that at some point. But um, I definitely want to talk about this incel movement, which looks like led to the death of 10 people in Canada the other day. The guy was an incel. Do don't, even know I what, don't even dignify it. Do you even know uh, what that is? Yeah, it's bitter, angry guys who can't get laid deciding to hurt people. It's disgusting. Yeah, and it's a, at least the second time. Maybe goes back decades, according to one of our texters. Pretty interesting. Stay tuned if you haven't heard about this coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Show. $27! Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation.
Armstrong and Getty Show. So this is from the new Hendrix album from two years ago, and then another new one came out about a week ago, which is pretty cool. He's very prolific for a man who's been deceased for half a century. Yeah, they're uneven. I mean, there's some songs in there like, what the hell is this? Clearly, he was just noodling in the studio that day. But there are some good songs. As they used to say in uh, music reviews, for completists only. But, like, that's a full-on good Hendrix song right there. that's a great song. Yeah. Um, Sue. When the guy drove the van through all those people in Toronto, obviously we all felt, was it ISIS or Al-Qaeda or whatever, because that has happened a number of times around the world. And they've urged people to do that very thing. Right. And then there were some postings on his social media, specifically his Facebook, that alerted um, people in the know about the incel movement that, oh, it looks like he's one of those. And it turns out he probably is. I want to put quotes around that because I think making it sound cool is terrible. Am I making it sound cool? I'm not trying to make it sound cool because it's freaking crazy. And stupid. And, and pathetic. Yeah. Um. So he idolized this guy, I'm not going to mention his name, who killed a bunch of people in Southern California because he is angry that he wasn't getting laid. And uh, it's part of the incel movement, which is short for involuntarily celibate. And this guy had posted, the guy up in Toronto had put a posting on his uh, website about the Chads and Stacys out there. And that's what tipped authorities, because that's a common term. These men often rage against people they dismiss as Chads and Stacys, men and women who take part in mainstream society and lead active sex lives. Yeah, people who are happy and normal. I.e. the normal. I.e. practically everybody who's ever lived. Right. And you hate them and demonize them for not being as unhappy as you. Which, this this is such a classic psychological dodge from people who are unhappy. They demonize those who are happy, and it functions as an excuse for them to give up. It is their excuse for not trying anymore because they convince themselves, I'm the normal one. Everybody else is bad. Right. This guy identified himself as um, part of the incel rebellion. If you haven't seen a picture of him, he's at least average to above average looking. I mean, even if he wasn't, that's no excuse. But, I mean, so it was all, it's all problems with his own personality. Sure. Yeah. Um, just look, you're sick. Being, Get help. There, there's, a, there's a new crowd to be scared of every single day. Freaking crazy people. Yeah, and they used to keep their heads down and keep their mouths shut because they didn't have an online community egging them on and telling them, yeah, you're right. Yeah, you're right. Which just absolutely solidifies their, their, uh, their psychological problems, their neurosis into something permanent, and in this case, you know, malignant and violent. God, this is one of the sickest things I've ever heard. Yeah, we've talked and, and about And everybody's it. known guys like that. Yep. Yep. You know, they don't have a lot of luck, or they get turned down, or they have two bad relationships, then decide all of womankind is evil. Yeah. It's pathetic. And women do that with men, too. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God, yeah. Yeah. I've, I've known some. Um, Women generally, you know, drink too much wine and, and have too many cats and don't drive vans into crowds of people. Right. Uh, and we've talked about this many times. The great thing about the Internet is the, uh, the, the the people that all hate the government in some Middle Eastern country can communicate with each other and, and you know, overthrow it. 
could later be taken over by a military dictator. Right. But um, generally, the downside of the Internet is the point zero 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 one percent of humanity that has these crazy Chad and Stacy feelings can get together on a forum and feel like there's a bunch of them and that they're part of some sort of movement. It's really weird. We got some texts on this. Personally married with kids, but incel is an obvious uh, side effect of massive social change. All traditional cultures forced marriage to one degree or another. Today we see the 80-20 rule where 80% of women are sexing up 20% of the men. Without marriage, without the marriage onus, that leaves a lot of men who will likely never have sex. Wait a minute, 80% of the women are sexing up 20% of the men. Is that true? Is that what? Question the math on that. Yeah, Uh, That's an interesting notion. The incel thing. You look at like China and India where there are, there's like a 40% imbalance. There's an enormous imbalance of men over women because of their bizarre uh, aborting female fetuses practices because everybody wants a son. It's like they're causing enormous social problems. It's like Alaska everywhere you go. Yeah. The incel thing is interesting to me. It's sort of the opposite end of the feminist men, but the same outcome. The men in our society who are weak and pathetic are the men who pose the greatest threat to women. After the Me Too movement, it was obvious that most of those pussy hat wearing guys were, in fact, super rapey. Same with the incels. All the while, those of us who have normal sex lives and female interactions are labeled as the patriarchy and chads. We are the ones who are protecting women every day because we love them and are labeled as a threat. There's some truth to that. Yeah, I'd say the normal some. dudes are, are held out as uh, the problem with the yeah, world. Yeah, toxic masculinity. Yeah, exactly. And and the people that aren't doing that, not all of them, but some of them are weirdos and, and have secret, like, really violent, awful attitudes toward women. Some, yeah. Some. I watched a documentary on the Zodiac <clears throat> Killer the other day. Maybe he was the first of the incel people. He lacked love and would kill couples because they were making out, happy, getting some. Sounds just like the same brand of crazy. Yeah. He was a bit of an incel. Absolutely could have been. Wow. Do we need more of this? No. More different kinds of crazy? Apparently, and, there's a number of websites. And the common thread being, my problem is serious enough, I get to kill people. That's the the the... You know, the the disease that joins with the other diseases to, to make it deadly. Yeah, I just, I find this, this, the whole people who are miserable and neurotic reinforcing each other on the Internet thing being, you know, it's just awful. You know, what's interesting is the is the point of view. And, I, you know, I got to make sure my kid, maybe you're born with it, but I'll try to teach it to my kids if it's a teachable thing. Is the weather, whether when something's going wrong, whether you think it's being done to you. Or it's just happening, and you got to figure out. So, because like when I've had uh, you know periods of my life where I was not dating as much as I wanted to, I thought about where should I go, or what should I wear, or should I work out more, or whatever. Right. Not the world's doing this to me. Never crossed my mind. Yeah, and that that somebody was doing this to me. Boy, it, it, the need to be a victim, the desire to be a victim, is yet another you know contagion in our society that kind of adds to this. But this guy obviously feels like the society is doing it involuntary cel- involuntarily celibate because the world is doing this to me, which is weird. That's just such classic neurotic thinking. Ugh. What's coming up in your news, Marshall? Well, French, uh, President Macron speaking to a cheering Congress about the fight against terrorism and hopes for the future. And I don't know if you realize this, but today is DNA Day. Coming up minutes from now, Armstrong and Getty. Don't know what that means. Emma Crone's likable. I can see how he got elected. So that's all coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Show.
We have breaking news in one of the biggest uh, crime cases in West Coast history. So let's get to it on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Yeah, breaking news, breaking news. One of the most savage, horrific, and feared criminals who was uncaught in recent American history, they think has been arrested. Guy was known by several names, the East Area Rapist, uh, the original Night Stalker, the Golden State Killer, among other things, is believed to have killed at least 12 people, raped at least 45 victims. Man, that's a hell of a number. Burglarized hundreds of homes throughout the Sacramento area, um, also Citrus Heights, California, then they believe he moved on to the Bay Area, then several cities in Southern California, um, and again, murdered many people, raped unthinkable numbers of women. Then just uh, stopped? And then just disappeared, and he was never arrested. Uh, jail records in the Sacramento uh, County Jail say that 72, I lost it, 72-year-old James, uh, Joseph James D'Angelo was booked in early this morning on two counts of murder from a Ventura County Sheriff's Department warrant. So when was they he think they caught him? So when was he committing these crimes? This was from 1976 to 78 in the Sacramento area and then going back and forth to the Bay Area. So 40 years ago, see so he was in his early 30s then, he's right. in his 70s yeah. now. That's a long time. What has he been doing since then? Uh, he had to be working a job? Living in the Sacramento area. He had to say. have a job? He had to be making a living? Right. He probably had people that hung out with him and was on the bowling team and whatever else. Did he just stop raping, killing, and all that in his mid-30s? Ah, that's enough of that. I've outgrown it. I mean, it's what hard, the hell? Hard to say. Yeah. Hard to say. Wow. Has that ever happened? I can't think of one off the top of my head where somebody killed and raped a whole bunch of people and then just stopped. And and listen, for I get, at some point I got into reading about this case, um, and the savagery, the inhumanity of this subhuman is disturbing. You know, could you just stop doing that though? Wasn't, what would happen? Wasn't there a killer down in the Southern California or in Southern California? The sleeper killer didn't uh, didn't uh, he go on a rampage for a number of years and then stop and then just stop yeah, yeah and then known. he was and then he was caught later mm, yeah. yeah maybe I don't I don't recall these stories it's a, it's a very weird thing to do because you would think you're either a sociopath psychopath right. can't control your violence whatever or not well we all age and change but officials have also investigated whether he had ties to a similar spree in Australia. Well, um, at least at one point. Okay, well, maybe so that may be yeah, the there answer. Go. He went yeah. to the other side of the globe and kept doing it, or who who knows where else? A bunch of but cold then cases and moved back to Sacramento. Apparently, you could have cold cases in other states that they didn't tie to this, or other countries, or who knows what. This will this will end up being a movie. Yeah, if you're uh, you know drawn to this sort of thing, just Google East Area Rapist and uh, enjoy some horrific reading. Wow! By God, justice delayed, maybe justice denied, but. If this is the guy, you know, thank God it happened finally. Yeah, I don't want to dwell on the rapes and murders and hear about them, you know, any more than we have to hear about this stuff. But what has the guy It's as bad as you can imagine. What has he been doing since then? Did he just get a straight job and have friends and backyard barbecues and that stuff for the last 40 years? What the hell? What the human mind? 
Let's get to the news now with Marsha Phillips. On another matter, French President Macron is addressing Congress this morning, saying that France and America stand proudly together in the fight against global terrorism. He's talking to the joint meeting of the uh, of Congress today. Macron noting the U.S. and France are part of the coalition fighting ISIS in Syria. We, elected officials, all share the responsibility to demonstrate that democracy remains the best answer to the questions and doubts that are raised today. Even if the foundations of our progress are disrupted, we must stand firmly and fight to make our principles prevail. He was getting many, many standing O's during this speech, which is... Your uh, still father was on. a hamster and your mother smelled of elderberries. <laughs> Busloads of migrants from Central America are now at the U.S.-Mexico border south of San Diego with long-shot hopes of being granted asylum in the U.S. About 500 yeah. men... They, they, don't want, they, you know, they don't need that. They just need to be let in, given the notice to appear for a hearing, and then they disappear. 500 men, women, and children, part of the annual caravan of immigrants from Central America, are uh, now uh, staying there, camping out in Tijuana, waiting to make their next move. Hey. Uh, kids, hey, we're going to go ta- camping in Tijuana. <laughs> hey, I hate to back up to the catching yeah. the serial killer yeah. from 40 years ago, but uh, what? Uh, how'd they catch him? How do they know it's him? Nobody don't, knows don't at know this that point. No, they, uh, I know that the, the Sac County Sheriff's Department... And uh, and in cooperation with other organizations, had reopened the case, like re reopened it, and decided to really focus on it a few years back. Um, like I said, I did a bunch of reading about it, but um, a lot of times these kind of people, usually much earlier, do something to get caught because they don't want to die um, with without people enjoying their handiwork, if you will, or without getting the credit, which is a weird way to look at it, but. They mm-hmm. mentioned. Go ahead, sorry. They want the credit for yeah. what they did and that got away with. They mentioned that writer Michelle McNamara had a book uh, about the case, reached number one on the New York Times bestseller list last month. It's called "I'll Be Gone in the Dark," and renewed attention on the case. There's a documentary, etc. That had to play a role. Had to. I wonder. Somebody recognized something about. Yeah. Well, we'll, we'll have more on this tomorrow. Yeah, I'm they're sure. planning a news uh, noon news conference to discuss the case. Yeah. Huh. Roll on that, as we say in the business. Well, my friends, today is National DNA Day, and companies that offer genetic testing saying interest continues to grow by leaps and bounds. 23andMe says they are getting more and more people who want to know about their ancestry and their health. That's how I uh, became aware of my Neanderthal heritage. And regained my pride in it. Neanderthals matter, man. There you go. 23andMe thick survey. Thick brow. Who's with me? Come on now. Big head, thick brow. Woo! 23andMe <laughs> surveys show that 7 out of 10 Americans are interested in knowing their risk of disease, even if there's no cure. And the poll also found more than half of Americans think that getting answers using an at-home genetic test is indeed the way to go, much like Joe found out about That's his... Right. Heritage. That's right. You know what they say. Thick thick skull. Hmm? 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 So did you get any of the disease <laughs> stuff? Oh, yeah. You did? Yeah. Yeah. T- turns out I don't have a genetic predisposition to really any of those things. How about belligerence? <laughs> Please. That's part of my Neanderthal heritage. Actually, that's yeah. if you really want to sound smart, say Neanderthal. 
I've noticed that's a no, thing right. among well, intellectuals. I won't be doing that. <laughs> that's your news. I'm Marshall. That's because you ain't one of us. That's right. I'm Marshall Phillips here. I'm starting a Getty show, The Conscience of the Nation. Big Brow don't care. Huh? <laughs> one, two, three. That's right. This is what scientists believe we sounded like back in the day. One, two, three. But even more so. so one, two, three. No, wrong direction. So we'll be. That's <laughs> Homo sapiens. Bunch of homos. Sapien. Wow. Apian. <laughs> you don't have this super Neanderthal voice? This is what the this is what my people sounded like, which expl- <laughs> which explains my singing voice. Anybody's ever seen the dead flowers says, Yep, that's about right. So any more information we get on the catching of the Golden yep. State Killer will bring to you. What a weird story. God, I have so many questions. What's a guy been doing all these years? Somebody found out their neighbor is a serial killer, right? Well, and their co-worker or their grandpa, who knows scout what? Leader, go- yeah, God knows. Um, savage, savage animal of a human. And it just went away? Mm. Scientists need to study that. I got the list of best and worst entry jobs for 2018. We could hit you with that. Um, a little on Finland ditching their basic income project, which some people want to start in the United States. Oh, yeah, I want to hear more about that. That's an intriguing notion. We have a text line, 415-295-KFTC. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. Another big reality TV star was in Washington today. Future President Kourtney Kardashian appeared before Congress this afternoon. That's Congress with a K, by the way. They changed it for her. Kourtney was there to talk about tort reform and its impact on the judicial system. Now, she was there to talk about makeup. For real. She was there to call for safer ingredients in cosmetics. That's right. The woman whose family invented injecting fix-a-flat into your lips and butt <laughs> was in Washington asking for safer makeup. That's funny. Would you like to hear some of the Kardashians, please? Um, How is it? Yeah, and then Michael, get ready for transition music. Yeah, no yeah, doubt. Go ahead. I do feel like it's time for Congress to do its job because as parents, like there's only so much time that we have to research and, you know, like we rely on experts, but I think there's only so much we can do. You know, my you sister's go. products mm-hmm. have been tested. I could listen to these voices all day. Well, but right. I think it would be okay. nice if there were laws oh, to oh, please numb nut. Please make it stop. So her argument that we parents don't have the time to look into this as a single mother with three jobs, she's uh, struggling to keep up. I understand. <sighs> like she doesn't have an army of au pairs actually raising her children. Wow. Yeah. Anyways. Wow. wow. Michael transition music. No, 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 no. Wrong direction. No. Of course, you didn't know what we were about to do. Yeah, we're going toward really serious. Oh, that, okay. that wasn't the serious there. I'm very sorry, everybody. Okay. No, it's not your fault. All right, here we go. There you go. So sad. So so, so trumpety. 
Turn it off. Turn it off. Turn it off. So they've arrested, the authorities believe they've arrested the East Area Rapist, Golden State Killer. There are a number of names because the press has to come up with a nickname for these things, but who is suspected of being one of the most savage, inhuman criminals uncaught in American history. Uh, at least 12 murders. At least. At least 45 rapes. Well, 45 rapes is amazing. Hundreds of home burglaries in California in the 1970s and 80s. According to a co-author of a book, a best-selling book, that refocused attention on the unsolved crimes, 72-year-old Joseph James D'Angelo was arrested and jailed in Sacramento County. Um, one, you know, it's it's probably not terribly significant, but if you don't know the name Michelle McNamara, who passed away before the book was published, that's uh, Patton Oswalt's late wife, oh, the comedian yeah. Patton Oswalt's yeah. wife. Um, but the book was finished by uh, a gent by the name of Billy Jensen um, and some other folks after she, she passed away, but at any rate, it refocused attention on the case, uh, the Sacramento Bee reported that the suspect had been living in the Sacramento area and was identified after a renewed push of the investigation by the Sheriff's Department and District Attorney. Um, uh, and they talked to some of the victims who are still alive, some of the few who he didn't murder um, because he was discovered mid-crime or disturbed or whatever, um, who understand how lucky they are to be alive. Um, this was, you know, in the 70s and 80s, and the one victim said, I just found out this morning I'm overwhelmed with joy. I've been crying, sobbing. Um, I'm not surprised. Um, and it's interesting. Um, 45 rape victims. Oh, my God. I have a uh, a bunch of friends in the uh, the Sacramento area who've been texting me. Um, and, you know, I'm not going to name any names, fellas, but... Um, uh, here's one says, when I was a kid, this was going on, scared the hell out of me. I remember my dad, while we were walking to Rayleigh's, telling me uh, about the crimes, and it terrifies me to this day. Um, he's not the sort of guy who would do that, tell kids that sort of thing, but in this case, he was just so overwhelmed by the daily horrific headlines and the danger of it, he let slip more than I was ready for, because um, hmm. it was so out of character. He had a loving, gentle dad. And then uh, another friend of mine, who will remain unnamed, um, says, as a high school freshman, I guess I matched the rapist description. Um, One night as I walked home from a friend's house, cops saw me, hit me with a spotlight, both drew down on me in full adrenaline mode. They cuffed me, searched me. My only ID was a hall pass from that day in school. (laughs) That and my soiled pants convinced them to let me go. True story. Wow. That's just... Well, that's something. So the question obviously is, did this guy, and if he, I guess he did, why, why did he stop murdering and raping people? And then what's he been doing since? You know, you I've gotta, read. You got to make a living. You got to live. I've read about a number of cases where they just do that. And nobody's precisely sure why. You just lose the urge. Wow. Um. And then are able to mentally function in society with that? Yeah. Knowledge of yourself. Well, and we've because disc- that's its own weird thing, right? Oh, yeah. Okay. Now I hear what you're saying. Yeah, I thought you were going with the how can somebody be that crazy and functional? But we've talked about that many times. There are people who are complete monsters, but where that that t- 
10% or 15% of their personality that's monstrous is the only part that's monstrous. But then They're so you're perfectly s- courteous to checkout clerks. But you know? so you lose that urge to kill and rape people, but are able to just go about the rest of your life and not constantly be tormented by the fact that you used to do that, I guess. Some do. The Fox affiliate in the Sacramento area is reporting that there was a uh, significant break in the case uh, recently. Can't wait to hear what that was. Yeah. Oh, my God. It's unbelievable. I want to hear from the person who's been living next to this dude for 30 years and say, hey, he mowed his lawn and kept it nice, and uh, he would come over for our backyard barbecues and perfectly, you know, or whatever. Yeah, you're going to hear plenty of that. Yeah. Or, or plenty of, you know, he's re- really quiet, a little hostile. He kept to himself. Uh, Sean came up uh, our Twitter feed. Somebody hit the, the the Twitter with a clipping from an article from... I'd imagine, you know, quite a number of years ago from Auburn, California, in which a police officer with the same name was fired for shoplifting a dog repellent and pepper spray, essentially, or mace in that time, and a hammer. And he got busted and didn't even request a hearing, so they fired him. Same name. We yeah. can't be certain it was the same person, but yeah. we are certain. No, you know. no, no, but it was the, the right period. And Well, if he ended up being a cop, that'd be a heck of a thing. Well, uh, yeah, or he was a cop at one point. Oof. Okay. Well, we'll have a hell of a lot more information. Uh, you said there's a press conference at noon West Coast time? Yes, sir. Yeah, wow. And again, if you're not familiar with the case, an absolute monster. A monster. If he'd been caught and tried, he'd be more famous than Charles Manson. Yeah. Well, we're going to hear a lot more about it. Yep. Uh, you're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show.